what's the deal with buying a new house and bees? <laughs> yeah, we just we just uh, welcome Monica Perez to the show once welcome again. Back, we Monica. were just talking Hi. off air, and Monica brought up the subject of bees, which is as the listener to this show knows, is a it's hot a bit of a sore it's a bit of a sore subject for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well as for, much as I me. love you guys. Yeah. I'm not really a listener of the history homo. No, no, understandable. <laughs> Few res- respectable people are. You're not, you're not well, a blue collar gun nut. Yeah. It just sounds, it's, I think it's for, when I used to drive my kids to school, I could listen to stuff more, but now I just, mm, the true. efficiency of consuming information, I just, I have to just read it all. You can't listen to this show with your kids. No. It, when it, it's like listening to music. I can't listen to music anymore because I just, or I stopped listening to music when my kids were little because I needed to worry constantly. There's just some things that oh, are too true. leisurely for true, me to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Even when I take a shower, like as soon as I get out of the shower, I turn the fan off so I can hear like what mayhem is happening true. in the house. Yeah. I, and since you met my 20 year old baby, <laughs> like, you know, mayhem will never end. Sorry. No, no I stopped. Um... <gasps> I stopped listening to music. You have to edit that. It's fine. I'll just. I called you your name. Yeah, well, we we could have just quietly beeped it. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I got the timestamp down. It's all good. How would I know that? (laughs) It's fine. A little stressed out. I've had a stressful couple of days. (laughs) My husband made me beg him to buy this house, and now it's my house. It's my fucking house. (laughs) So everything's my fault. Well, so you're good. about to. Uh, so tell us about the bees, Monica, because you. Okay. I, I'm, and I apologize for what's going to flow from. What yeah, you can crap on the bees. Yeah. Oh, care, no. But, it's, so. No, wait, wait. Monica, just before he says anything, I'm on your side on this. He's <laughs> insane. Before you know my side, yeah. you know that. It's not what this it. fucking nutcase is going to say. Go ahead. Lay it on her. Okay, so I really wanted to. I we have to we have to move our leases up, and the landlords were awful. They just made they increased our rent by like twenty five percent under duress. It's very bad, and we've been asking for stuff to get like fixed for the two years we've had this, and they are fixing it now that we're moving out. Like I'm just fucking awesome. outraged. I, right. I'm having a bad experience. I don't like renting, so I'm gonna. You <laughs> say you have a problem so you, with landlords? You better, you, your, you better watch your Adidas sponsorship, Monica. <laughs> well, my landlords anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it looks like we're going to be here for a while in California. I was trying to get to Texas, but my now I have two kids in college. You want to shit on something? Yeah. I'm sending my kids to college. Also, oh, Texas is like now stuff. like gay central anyway. Uh, whatever. Well, I don't no, care. No, I'm, I'm, I just no, no. I'm defending I have friends there. I'll say this: You're probably right to stay in California because all of the lamo lamo <laughs> tech people are moving out to Texas now. The fruits and nuts are now in Texas. Yes, yeah. they used to say that about. Sorry, I didn't mean to be offensive there. It's just an old expression. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> which the Texans used I, to say. I'll, I'll be in the right offensive. Place. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the tech thing. Yes, I even traced like who plotted to bring tech to Austin, and of course it was the public school there, UT Austin. And it continues to this day. But anyway, so and I Peter want Thiel. so I have to I'm staying. What? I, I said in Peter Thiel. Go ahead. Sorry. I yes. didn't okay. mean for it to be so, a serious thing. I know, but I've been reprimanded for the amount that I interrupt. So I'm trying not to do that anymore. And I realized one of the things I got it from the radio because I used to have a mute button. Right. So nobody would know that other people were trying to talk because I had control. I still have a, <laughs> you still have a mute button. But anyway, I might start using it again. 
So, uh, so my, my husband's job is here and I'm sick of landlords. So what we want, I want to buy a house and it's very hard to find something that has inherent value. People bid the yeah. prices up and I really don't know what has value. What doesn't have value, but I saw value in yeah. that there's a place that's not too far from I live in an expensive town. This is a cheaper town, but it's a half an acre of land that has a nice view of some shabby, but still imposing mountains. And on this half acre is an old, a really old house, like a house from the 1930s, which apparently is newer rare and good out here. It's <laughs> newer than your house. Yeah. Yeah. But it, back east, like that's kind of annoying. Yes. But here, yeah. like the old houses are made of redwood. And anybody who had a house like that 100 years ago, it was like their country home. Mm, yeah. And it's not huge by our standards, but it's like it's pretty. They must have had some bucks because, oh, my gosh, I got to they gave me a historical like background of this house. And it's like they were proud Mason and the wife was like an Eastern, yeah. right? And I was like, I'm going to have to have a priest come over and like bless this house. <laughs> so, which I would do anyway. But uh, anyway, so I wanted this. It's it's tasteful. It's nice. And it has in the, so there's this bidding war. Everybody's bidding, bidding, bidding. People come in from other countries with literally like the other offers were cash. I'm like, who has cash? Like who could afford this house? Much less have the cash. Yeah. And if they had the cash, why would they want this house? Like it well, doesn't make sense. If they probably are there betting that's a more stable uh, store of value than cash. Yeah. That's my yeah, elementary deduction. And my guess is somebody would just tear Like I can't imagine, but. Like, I think people would like take something of real value and just like tear it down for the, right. you know, for, for the, the mansion or whatever. Yeah. And it would be more it's, it's money. All, right. It's all this fake printed money looking for a home. That's what it and is. And I think right. some of it's foreign and exchange rate driven. So, but on this property, the reason that my husband was like, okay, is that it has in the back. So the house is small, the lot is big, and half of the backyard is an, a vineyard. It's like a 20 year old, which is pretty old vineyard. And Across from the vineyard is um, bees that are making honey and stuff. And I think that they maybe were there. They liked them for the, you know, do, do grapes need to be pollinated? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, that makes so sense. Anyway, so when we said, so the people with the cash said that they wanted the bees removed from the premises. Like, I think the seller <laughs> was kind of horrified, but we had already said, like, we want the bees. We want the wine. We want to figure yeah. out how to make the wine. So, uh, and here's the punchline, people. Yeah. St. Valentine is the patron saint of beekeepers. Yes. It, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That's why we're here. Valentine's Day. I've been reading the same thing about St. Valentine, like five different times. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. He's, Epilepsy. A, he's, a, he's a man of mystery. The but, plague. So I've got a question. I've got a question about your bees. What steps have been taken oh, in God, the property to prevent the bees from marauding into neighboring properties and stealing the uh, juice out of their flowers? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> The neighboring property looked a little sketchy, to be honest with you, but uh, I guess I should have thought more about that. But there, I looked at, I've examined the bees more than once, yeah. and it looks to me that they really keep to their area. Like they're oh, right. they, very regimented. They know their place. Awesome. Approved. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I think. <laughs> Well, he was really did. strictly into property values and the non-aggression principle as it relates yeah. to beekeeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, they, they there is quite a high fence between the two properties, and I I feel like I did not see any bees straying that far. These are, fact, I these are special Mexican th- bees that are too yeah. sleepy to they, fly over fences. Well, <laughs> they might. What if they're Mexican? They definitely would be flying over the fence. To the right. Well, yes, door. they have practice. You're right. So, yeah. But they might be Puerto Rican bees. Not, well, I was so gonna say not, like, not when uh, not at a, from between <laughs> one and three p.m. though. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a siesta. Yes. Well, they were they were definitely sticking to their own thing, and it, apparently there's a beekeeper. So I would not be the beekeeper. A beekeeper yeah. comes by every six weeks to take the honey, and I think you 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 take the honey or that you share the honey. Mm. I don't know, but I have heard there are health benefits to. Uh, so honey you're getting honey is- cucked. Yeah, <laughs> the why honey. Are they cucked? What, well, no, because you got cucked? me like you, it's your bees. It's your bees, and a guy comes in, and oh. a stranger comes into your property and taketh of knoweth your honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a comedy show. We're just, just doing be... jokes. <laughs> I got you, and I'm your straight man because yeah. I don't get jokes. I don't get boy jokes. I don't yeah. get any of that. So I will just tell you that I think what I'm giving him is a vig in kind. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So and he doesn't have to come. They're like the beekeeper is optional. The bees are optional. Like you can get rid of the bees, but because we opted to keep the bees, yeah. we got the house at the same price as the cash people. And we're literally like, look, <laughs> we were so surprised to get it that we're looking like. We have you have to put money like in escrow and stuff, and that's why today was such a, a panic because we're just like, how much money did yeah. we say we could? Put I down? bought a house in the last few years, and yeah, it is pretty bonkers. Um, it is. But Monica, can I ask? Um, is there possibly any other subterfugal reason why they may have wanted to opt for you guys? Uh, you know, the oh, nice, they nice had a Catholic. Spanish surname and we had a Spanish surname. No, no. I'm actually going to say that, you know, uh, that more so that you were, oh, they had Spanish because that's what was the next question I was going to ask. I was, I was going to, actually, I was going to summarize that they may have been Chinese. I imagine the suitcase full of cash who did not want the bees. Yeah. May have been Chinese, just given the neighborhood. Well, that's, that, okay, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not so, that neighborhood. The neighborhood I live in right now, everybody's Chinese. Everybody. My crazy. landlord, everybody. Yeah. But that town is like- We don't want me! It's a white town. <laughs> so there are different towns. Bumberbees. There's like towns. Yeah, we know, like, we know town, like Bumberbees. <laughs> you know, I, that, see that- this is what's wrong with today's culture <laughs> is that I grew up that that was fucking rude. And my dad was a hardcore trad cat, you know, trad con, whatever you want to call him. Like, I mean, he was very traditional yeah, and, and he wouldn't even. Yeah, he would not do that. And he, now he wouldn't do that voice. He wouldn't just start making fun of people's accents. And, oh, right. and well, can, here's the thing. Well, can is I, that can today, I say to you, Monica, in that case? pushed us to where that's okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Because like, you're not allowed to do anything. So you might as well. Yeah. Do you everything. might as well do everything. And right. I think that's a trap. So, like 10 years ago, I would never come on this podcast again just because I've been like, that fucking guy is yeah. a racist asshole. Yeah. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, you got that me guy is so big of this, sh- <laughs> of this shit, sick of this shit that he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And that's the trap because they can get everyone to do that. And then 
when they have the trial for haterism, you're they're going to have all this eclipse. But then I can even trump that and say, who gives a shit if they have the clips? Because even if you didn't say it, they'd have the clips. Yeah, because they're just going to deep fake everything anyway. Well, first, yeah. before I take my next my next point, I have to say, Monica, me so solly. Um, But also, uh, more importantly, um, I was going to say, here's the other thing with that. Like, if you want to do human rights trials on uh, people for doing Asian accent, there's a lot of people who are going to be caught up in that. Um, No, I know. And and it's going to get to be like, I'm Spartacus at some point. It's not that. It's not that. It's that you don't get your day in court. Like, that is not... Ross Albrecht could not bring to his own trial the fact that two of the law enforcement officers who were investigating went to jail for malfeasance in the investigation against him that presented the evidence that put him in jail for doing nothing absolutely so if you think you're getting your day in court and saying everybody's doing it and that you don't get it canceled or like, it's Alex funny Jones that you say this. This does trials even worse, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Except Can, they didn't lock him up. I will say, I'm, I, I actually, this is very funny that that this is the thing that uh, you took issue with because I actually had uh, during my podcasting career, I have actually had someone email my boss for me making similar quips about Asian people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, your real boss, my real boss. Yep, and he said to me. Um, uh, well, first of all, he said I ignored it, uh, and then second of all, he also said because she had she had provided screenshots of it, and um, he was like, "What you said was very funny," because <laughs> 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 she had gotten mad at something I had said. Uh, I don't uh, some Asian was remark. she Asian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was she? She was. Oh, she yeah. was Asian. But uh, and then I said back to her, I said, "Don't you have some coke? You need to go pee pee in." <laughs> Because me Chinese, me play joke, me go pee pee in your coke, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible, isn't it, Monica? I'm on your side. Oh, this fucking guy, by the way. (laughs) This fucking phony guy, by the way. I'm not on his side. I I get it. Like I think that they have just driven us to not even caring about each other anymore. This and is how I've who think, I've always been. I was on 4chan wait, was in 2000. Was she American? Both. She was probably American. Well, for sure, yeah. No, but I mean, she probably didn't have an accent. No, she definitely probably, not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah her yeah. brother makes fun of her grandmother. You don't want to know another exactly detail about it. She do. was only reason yeah. she was on my page is because she's stalking my friend who who rejected her. <laughs> Like, like romantically? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's got an because it doesn't even make sense that anyone would give a care. Yeah. The people I know who make fun the most of any one ethnicity, I mean, I grew up in, a, in like a neighborhood that was Irish, Italian, and Jewish. And the Jewish kids made fun of the Jews more than nobody ever sure. even thought about yeah. them or cared. But that, it was 100%. Oh, dude, I mean, like, I, I think that we, we have a sort of sometime semi-regular correspondent from uh, Brooklyn, Jeff Katzman, who oh, my, got, one of my favorite people in the world. Dude, by the way. He goes out into, he goes out into the streets for us with his, with his phone and videos, weird uh, happenings Jewish in Brooklyn. Stuff going on in Brooklyn. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh, I bet it is funny. I mean, that place caught, is scary. I even, yeah. He mm-hmm. caught a video of, um, this, uh, Hasid guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, 
picked he had a, like a produce bag that he was you know the kind of thing you put bananas in at the grocery store and um he was cleaning his teeth with it <laughs> and then he threw it on the ground took a few steps away and then went eh i'm not going to throw that away let me pick that back up <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Jeff yeah, is sure fearlessly like just narrating this in front of the guy with his phone. Is he a big guy? Jeff? Jeff? No, he's like four foot two Russian Jew. Like, <laughs> yeah. And when I was growing up, the little Jews were not fighters. Yeah, no, he definitely is a lover, not yeah. a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, to just I love be Jeff. In there. I love Jeff. He works in a matzah factory. Yeah. <laughs> a Mazda. Factory. No, matzo factory. He makes matzo. Oh, I thought he said monster. Monster no. factory. No, no, he makes matzo in Brooklyn, oh, in Williamsburg. No, he lives in a monster factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's what they call his apartment. <laughs> he also cultivates Monson. his own. Uh, he cultivates his own um, his own uh, crops of tobacco, so he can roll his own cigars and cigarettes as well. Yeah. How, he, how does that? How, he's how what's that called work? an icon. Uh, Jeff is definitely an iconoclast. Yeah. Where he's, does he? Where does he grow the tobacco? On his porch, just like on the doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> right in the windowsill. Wow. Yeah. Oh, if you'd like to see any of these episodes, huge. If you'd like to see any of these episodes, check out www.rockfin.com/slash/historyhomos, uh, <laughs> and you can check out those videos in full HD video. Of him, and yeah. also he went and uh, speaking of oh. Chinese people, he walked around the corner just to show that every day at the time that we record the episode, there is a large scale Chinese outdoor aerobics class that just goes on, <laughs> <laughs> like steps from his front door. Old so yeah. Brooklyn really people. is a wonderfully magical place. But yeah, Jeff lives in one of those that, like brownstone things, and it's got kind of a he oh. steps up the into the street. Side- yeah, between the sidewalk. Oh, oh he lives yeah. in the basement. Yes, between the, between the sidewalk and the house, there's kind of a little yard yeah, type thing, that, like <laughs> yeah, about that wide. And yeah, he's got his crops, his cash crops in there. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, when I was growing up in Brooklyn, we had to move out because it was such a bad. Well, I was just born there. I didn't grow up there. But then it got gentrified, which makes sense. Like if you ever look at Harlem, when I was working in the city, Harlem, which is on the island of Manhattan, which right. is the most expensive real estate certainly yeah. in the country. And I remember thinking like, how is the government giving this to low income people? Like it makes no sense. It's the most valuable real estate out there. And low, it has experienced gentrification. I don't know why, but I mean, I don't know how that, what policy changed to have that happen, but I always they thought- just cram the, uh, They cram the uh, low income- people into very very small quarters stack them up high and then they sell the expensive uh real estate uh well most of it is all controlled by like 14 uh landlords by the way yeah but yeah. and they're also like a kind of the mafia in a way like yeah. <laughs> essentially that <is> true yeah <laughs> but you know that's what my latest shows have been about how they're trying to do stacked housing and they want to get affordable housing into suburbs that like their new equality thing is to make sure that people of vastly different socioeconomic statuses live side by side yeah clergy plan what yeah william aren't you reading the what? book i haven't no. started reading it yet no but clergy? it's in my work bag. yeah count nikolai clergy clergy uh, K-A-L-E-R-G-I And basically yeah. he's like the son I want to say he's the son of like one he's of the half founders Japanese. He's half Japanese as well so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Japanese Hungarian aristocrat. Yeah, yes. and his, his dad like started the UN yeah. or something. Right, that guy had an axe to grind about like prejudice well, or something. He was just like he was just like New World Order 1.0. He was like, yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna like ruin the world with immigration, basically, and fucking uh, yeah, and, yes. yeah, and but then it make it so everyone supposedly... is like a uh, everyone is like an easily controlled, malleable. No. But what I'm saying is they're going culture. back from like they took Marxism was like the class thing, and then they went to frankfurt school because the class didn't work yeah so they were trying to make it race but that and maybe that served its purpose but now they're putting it back to they're actually trying to create class conflict yeah so they're it's, trying, not, they're it's not race anymore it's class again yeah because well, that's the real thing anyway if you're going to put poor yeah. people next to rich people and then guaranteed 100 no question about it the funding that they use to put them there is going to dry up and then mm -hmm. see what happens yeah, I mean, but they never miss a, an opportunity. I don't think they're phasing any kind of di divide and rule tactics out. It's just, they just, it's literally. They just throw you never whatever see the an wall. Opportunity. Yeah, yeah they, you never see an opportunity to divide and rule go by without being taken up. It's, 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 right. I mean, the first right. question whenever there's a mass shooting is what race is he? Yeah. Like it's just like everything. Everything is at one thousand percent all the time for like just maximum conflict. And also that's yeah. just like its own tactic in its own right because it's like okay now we're arguing, and then some people are arguing about this, some other people are arguing about Chinese balloons, and other people are arguing <laughs> about <UFOs>? aliens. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like uh, yeah, so it's just like just and then just mass confusion. You know, bees. Some bees. people are really. Angry about bees. I'll just what say, is, so why do you hate the bees? Because they encroach on other people's property. I, I they don't have stingers. Uh, Does that I, help? He's made I'll his piece. Perfectly with honest. It. I I only ever really affected to be annoyed about it. But it's basically taking the Lolbert uh, libertarian view to its uh, a reducto ad absurdum. Yeah, reducto ad absurdum. Right. Okay. But they like, do not have stingers, so I would say your yeah. damages. If you go to real, no, law, it's not like that. It's law. The, listen, yeah. my my. And th this much is true. My neighbor keeps bees and that her bees come into my garden and feed on my property yeah. and then take it back to her property and make it into an <laughs> expensive luxury good, which she then sells. <laughs> you need and a bigger will, fence. Yeah. But I, anyway, she's paid me off. She gave me a jar of honey a few months ago. So there you go. We're all cool now. <laughs> you also, I feel like you'd made your peace. You should see the that. state of my garden as well. It's unbelievable that somebody, somebody with a garden like that, would come up with such an absurd <laughs> objection. <laughs> Did you actually ever talk to her about it? No, no, it was I just a podcast. I, <laughs> the okay. idea, but I mean, it. is it even funny? Like, could you joke about it with her, or is that like nobody gets your jokes? I don't. Just, the British Probably people are not. too polite to do that sort of have yeah. that kind of confrontation, <sighs> sort of. But it would just be funny. It'd be yeah, no, there's no way it'd be funny. She did. She did yeah. uh, bump into me in the supermarket uh, randomly and ask me if I could, if she could borrow my phone, and I'm like, God, these beekeepers! They just think everything belongs to them. <laughs> <laughs> she asked to borrow your phone. Yeah. Did she wipe it she's off? A, with she's a, a really handy wipe first. No, she's a really nice lady. And how you got did you that become sweet, a libertarian? How did, how did you even get turned on to, like, literally? 
May, maybe a libertarian. Yeah, how, yeah. Where did you even get these ideas? How did they waft over the fence between you and me? Uh, I, I, I think I've kind of. Well, I mean, it's all stuff that I already believed, really. But how? I mean, from what you tell me, Just like these thoughts are unthinkable in England. Not in our house, they're not. Right, <laughs> like, but where, they must have come from somewhere. I mean, they're natural. The whole, like, yeah, but the like the sort of liberalism, individual rights thing. The English invented it. More I know, but boy, is it on the way out. That yeah, was another sure, thing. yeah. Yeah, like that Rosa Quarry, who I've been talking about. I assume you don't listen to mine either. So is that she wrote behind the green mask like 10 years ago about Agenda 21, yada, yada. Yeah. And what she said was she really nailed it. She was like the, the language they use about building consensus and all that is that your individual rights are selfish and are a problem or um, a danger to the global community. Yeah. And and it was so funny because she wrote that ten years ago, and it would have. It's only now that to me, like I've actually had that sure. thought independently recently. Like, yeah, and she called it communitarianism, yeah. and it's just a mind fuck, really. I hate yeah, when you get vulgar on your show because you're such, you know. We're so prudish. No, we're really, really so like oh. high class, and <laughs> we're literally doing uh, switching L and R jokes about Chinese people's accents just like 20, ten minutes ago. But you're just confusing to me. This is another thing I don't understand. It's like when people and people totally don't understand this about Catholics too. Like we use vulgarity, but yep. we don't curse or swear. But nobody can tell the difference. Just being a vulgarian is even worse for some people than to say I swear or oh my god, which I don't do that. Yeah. And also we drink. So I um the the uh, Protestant thing where like you can be unkind and still be super Christian, you know, I don't get it. Mm. Uh, well, I, I agree with you on that. To be honest. I mean, and well <clears throat> that Murray Rothbard um, lecture thing that we Great. I'll recommend that to anybody, by the way. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I always forget what the name of it is, but it's like it's like the history of the economy from the it's Civil a, War to World War II or something. Yeah, I think I it's that. got laissez-faire in the title. It's yeah. like a 30-hour lecture. It's on the Mises Institute website. Well, I think it's a book, too. Possibly. Did somebody make but it okay. a book? Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, he's such an engaging guy, by the way. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> and, uh, My Catholic book says that he's a complete subversive, but whatever. Well, I mean, I guess he is. That like the it's, government you know. isn't supposed to be strictly economic and that's how libertarians get it wrong. It shouldn't be a welfare state. Yeah. But it shouldn't be strictly economic. That's oh, not yeah. what I definitely is. differ with Murray Rothbard on certain yeah, things. Okay. I'm not like an and cap or anything anymore. I'm not but, sure I, I I might be an and cap. I you know, I think I'm an and cap, but I still at any rate an I, I definitely there's things I differ with him, but the guy is just like one of the possibly the most like thoughtful like yeah. historical, uh, like communicators I've ever encountered. Yeah, he's definitely, yeah, he's dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> like Listening Ron to Paul. him in his own voice as well, it's kind, of, it's just so charming. It's oh a, well, I'll have to listen then. I used to listen to the audiobooks. I listened yeah. to like Human Action a couple of times. But here's another difference between another difference. This is a total non sexual but a difference between men and women is like I literally have. I mean. I've been called out on this publicly, have dreams about Ron Paul, like someone who reaches me, like <laughs> charisma or intellect, occasionally humor. Like it's, you can be 
Woody Allen. It's the Texas. And, it's yeah. the Texas. It's the Texas accent, dude. Yeah. Does he have- I really care about <laughs> liberty. <laughs> Did you ever see that SNL skit? Which about Ron Where- Paul? I didn't know they had one about him. Oh yeah, it was excellent. They had it was like Rick Santorum, Ron Paul. It was that year there was all those debates, mm-hmm. and yeah. they and the debate it was the debate stage was set up so that you were as far away from the center as you had like inversely proportional to the number of votes you had. Right. So they had like Rick Santorum was in the gay bar across the street. Yeah. And Ron Paul was in, which of course made him crazy. And Ron Paul was like in the parking garage basement. Kind and he's of walking ironic. around looking around, trying to figure out. What what's going on and like where he's supposed to be and some van comes up and kidnaps him, yeah. And you you know you hear shots fired, and then the the van screeches to a halt and Ron Paul just gets out and you know <laughs> straightens his tie and no, walks away. No, I've never because... seen that before. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's, that's pretty fucking ironic so to me because yeah. he won the Iowa caucus. He won Iowa. The, yeah. yeah, they were lying. Yeah, they were Fuckers. fucking lying. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. And, and yeah. it's the official. He's the official winner of Iowa. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just Still like on Wikipedia. It, yeah. Yeah, it's like making it's like a ref making a bad call that changes the outcome of the game, and then after the game, being like, you know, maybe that was a bad call. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Uh, well, like, well, well that ends well, really. Because I've I've heard an interview with Ron Paul, <laughs> and he actually said he was like when he found out that they were like projected to win the Iowa caucus, he was like, oh, they're gonna kill me. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, like what? I better. I gotta, I, he canceled all his flights and was like, "Let's just get a van to start going between what? places." Yeah, yeah. They're gonna kill me before I ever are, become president. Yeah. Are you can't He said that. Yes, dude. Look it up. I don't know. I've definitely heard that I, before. I believe you. I just um, it's funny because he did say I, he was on my show in 2015, like wow. my radio show. I couldn't fucking believe it. Oh yeah, my gosh, right. it was the highlight of my life. And I, on my show, I had 20 minutes to talk to him. He started talking about the deep state. And my husband was like, did Ron Paul just validate all your deep state bullshit on the radio? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, but this was eight years ago when no one ever said deep state. Now it's like TM. Yeah, Rush said it. Rush said it. Once Rush says it, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's officially approved by conservative RTM. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. But, but Ron Paul, like kind of broke that yeah. on my show. I was very proud. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, yeah so know, he um, does say stuff like that. Rothbard was a conspiracy guy as well. Oh, he was like, so into it. You could tell from this lecture yeah. specifically, like someone just like sort of apropos of nothing asked him what he thought about the, the, the Nixon, or sorry, the uh, Kennedy, Kennedy assassination. Hey. Um, and, uh, you can hear he his voice, like changes fucking register uh-huh. to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm glad you asked about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And what'd he say? Uh, well, he goes, you know, I find it interesting that, uh, you know, whenever a murder takes place, uh, you know, the, the, the first question the police always ask is who benefits, but they never do that for presidents who get assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. So, so did he ever? Did he go down CIA? Did he go? Oh, down? he didn't. He didn't make a call. But he's like, oh yeah, okay. I think there's a lot of uh, reason to believe that uh, there was. It was not the story or whatever. You know, he's careful. You, he was, he was being a teacher in in a call a college professor. It, it, this was in his yeah. job as a college professor. You can't just be fucking shooting off the hip about like in New York <laughs> or Nevada. He he was at Brooklyn. Hunter College for a long time. It was in Brooklyn. Polytechnic. Hunter College in the city. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then, you know, you know the story. Hoppe in Nevada. Oh, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah. him for a year. So do you have an opinion on JFK? JFK Mossad did it. Well, it's not Mossad, CIA, same thing. <laughs> right. yeah. So apparently Angleton on his deathbed or Hughes or one of those guys uh or Hawks, whatever the guy's name, Howard Hawks, said that the closest thing to the true story was a movie made like within 10 years called Executive Action. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear Never that? Never heard of that before. It? I'll pull it up on Peter Lawford was in it, I think, who is JFK's brother-in-law. Wow. Or maybe it was Burt Lackluster who looked just like him. So, yeah, it was just a bunch of guys sitting around watching the speech that I always did think got him killed. The last speech he gave was at American University where he said he he just says it. He said there will be a peace, a, not a Pax Americana, but a peace for all people at all times. And I think once he realized that the CIA was creating that conflict in like Angola or something that like there these conflicts were created by us, like pursuant to everything that's written in the report from Iron Mountain, which I think probably came across his desk. <clears throat> and he just saw that and he's like, oh, we can just put an end to that. And yeah. that was it, because that's that's everybody doesn't want that. Mossad, the CIA, yeah. the Rand Corporation, like everybody doesn't want that. True. Um, yeah. Also, I I refer anyone who I, I bought my father in law this for Christmas, and now it's his favorite book of all time now. Uh, but I recommend the book um, Final Judgment by Michael Collins Piper. His thesis um, that no matter who pulled off the shooting. Uh, Mossad benefits basically is is pretty rock solid, um, and he points specifically to um, uh, Kennedy wanting to uh, do uh, nuclear tests at yeah. uh, at Demona, which was like just yeah. days before they kill him. And you know, there's just there's so much. Yeah, evidence. that's what I was wondering if you went for the Demona thing. Yeah, because you know they they you must know at all then about like they boarded up the door and stuff, so he wouldn't even know there was a lower level. No, I didn't He's know. He's an that. inspector over there. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's and all they, in. Um... They couldn't inspect it because it was literally drywalled over just yeah. for five right, minutes. Right, that's crazy that that worked. <laughs> by the way, I, and it worked, and we know about it, and that's the way I feel about the JFK thing. It's like everybody knows about it, so absolutely anyone in the position to expose that, yeah, has covered it up instead yeah. for probably to save their own skin. I mean, you yeah, gotta, you know, sure. you got a Chappelle if you got a Chappelle, but. You can't, you know, you can't, you have to recognize that they're all in on it. It was, I was just saying to uh, AM Wake Up this morning about the, uh, the fact that, hmm, if you know, the cover up is totally complete because everybody had to cover it up. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, it happens to me all the time. Like, yeah, don't really? feel bad. It does happen to us. But it's I'm like not two in the morning house. for you. 
I hate it when it happens to me. I'm not doing any drugs. There's no good reason no, for it. Me neither. But oh, like that Seymour Hirsch knew 9-11 was an inside job. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Now, yeah. Now he knows and about now, the, the pipeline, which, by the way, called it. This show yeah. called it. <laughs> but isn't well, that I mean, not hot take, Scott, news? by the yeah. way. But <laughs> didn't you call it like the day it happened? Sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, obviously, Russia didn't. Why would Russia do it? Why would Russia <laughs> would torpedo so its own economy like that? Yeah, it's crazy. Totally ridiculous. But then again, why would the U.S. blow up its own Twin Towers? Well, well, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheney definitely. Oh, they knew. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knew. They had to divert the FBI agents who were onto the onto the fucking hijackers like eight times, they, according to Valerie Plame. They had to divert the planes. What they, I don't know. That's lore I'm not familiar Cheney, with. Yeah, in the real time, <laughs> if you watch uh, oh, yeah, were they, uh, yes, Massimo yes. Matsuka, like they were gonna shoot him down, like it was just too and much. Then Cheney, Cheney literally decided was caught red handy, yeah. being like it was not even beyond that. There yeah. was the, the Department of Education guy. I can't Mineta. remember his name. Mineta, I think. He was sitting there and the guy came in and said, like, hey you know whatever the default position is we shoot the shit down yeah and cheney's like my order stands yeah <laughs> yeah 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 anyway so i, think, yeah, I just feel guys... like you know everyone should know the answer to that question and yeah. sometimes they forget nothing nothing ever hap happens to these guys it's so i mean like you've really got to i mean the, the end result of it is is that once you get to or this is how it works on guys like me anyway is once you get to realize that everything's bullshit and like you said like this ron paul thing which i'd not heard before scott about you yeah. know oh they're gonna kill me it's yeah. like <laughs> that there is no point in in being involved in it and i, I was actually just talking to somebody yeah. about this ukraine thing the other day which i don't often do in real life and i didn't actually actually say this but you know, like it's talking about like interethnic conflict in the Baltic states or whatever. Yeah, it's all it's all fake. It's all it, I mean, it's it's real in its own way, but yeah. it's it's there on purpose to distract you from this one fact. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you're Russian, if you're uh, Ukrainian, Estonian, English, American, whatever. Your worst enemy is your own government. Oh, that's the fact yes. that you know like chinese government's never taxed me it's, yeah. it's never yeah. it's never called it's it's never fined me for going outside it while there's a while there's a cough going around it's like the only the only entity that's ever done anything bad to me is the british government so it's like, like a demo side yeah that book demo side by rommel or not rommel but rommel i think where it's it says like the your own government has killed more of you yeah. than any other government ever has even in wartime and i have a a glossary term i invented the um contrary law of democracy and it kind of is similar to that where you're never going to get what what you're most afraid of from the other side it's right. like my hashtag it will take a republican to enact gun control yeah, because exactly. you're watching the other side. <clears throat> no, that's absolutely right. That's definitely true. I mean, well, look, look at sure. we've had a conservative government 
for 13 years. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the only place I've ever seen a, a, a pride flag is on a police car now. Wow. And so, like, this is the conservative values. <clears throat> We've put an extra 47,000 police officers on the beat and given them AIDS or, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's conservative? I wrote to my MP and asked him, this was like three years ago, asked him to enumerate all the things that had been conserved in 10 years of conservative government, and he never <laughs> never replied. Did he write? Oh, he didn't reply. No. And it, I, I'd been, I mean, like, we've got each other's mobile phone numbers and stuff like that. I, I used to sort of know. Yeah. I, I used to run a business, and he used to come and do photo opportunities and things, and so I know the guy, yeah. Interesting. So it sounds like your representation is a little more a better ratio than ours. What do we have? Yeah, like we've we've got 50, like fifty thousand to one or five hundred thousand to one. Like how many? We've got six hundred and fifty MPs, I think, and it's and there's like sixty five million of us. So it's how many MPs? Six hundred and fifty. Oh wow! Yeah, because we have like including Senate, like say three fifty to three fifty. Like we have one per million. And it looks like you have 10 per million. Yeah. Mm. So it's, I'm sure your government's way better than ours. That's the thing. Like, I, yeah, I it doesn't make any difference. Friends, it? Yeah. <laughs> I have some German friends who are like, your voting is yeah, ridiculous. That's like, the, um, like all those it's stats like, yeah, on, um, on public yeah. schools. And it's like, oh, if we spend like, we already spend like right. $500 per student right. per year. So, yeah. you know, let's bump that up to 600 and we're really going to turn this ship around. Yeah. Can I ever <laughs> tell you my numbers about like, if they just, I consider, <clears throat> I might have told you this, right? Like education, public school, social security, Medicare, all of that stuff is just wealth transfer. And, like I would just categorize that as wealth transfer. So if you take all of that plus like half the defense budget, because that's wealth transfer also, that's yeah. not like actually needed for defense. If you took that amount of money and divided it among, so like say half the people pay the taxes and the other half don't. Yeah. Take that money and for the half of the people who don't pay the taxes, divide it among them. And yeah. You would give every man, woman, and child something like thirty thousand dollars after taxes. Yeah. So there is no excuse for any poverty in this country. Like they, yeah. there's just the money is there. I mean, thirty thousand dollars after taxes is higher probably than the median income for a single individual. Like every yeah. child would get it. Everybody. So. Yeah. I sometimes I like to think of there's a word for that. How do you think of things that way? Like consultants do it a little bit. I just think autism? like to think of like what what are the numbers? Yeah. What what? I said autism. When you think of like <laughs> yeah. in systems, like yeah, no, it might be, but it's also I mean like, in like a complimentary way. Autism. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's I think admirable. it's like called Fermi Fermi reasoning or something. Maybe um, I could be a little autistic. Could be. I do interrupt people a lot. I think that's I our, miss that, social cues. That's our demo. Yeah, I know that, for I, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're in you're in good company with the Great. people who listen to our show for sure. Wait, All right, so let's talk about the wait. appearance of the FTX people. Okay, go ahead. What? So what? I was just going to say we're not social cue enjoyers. No. <laughs> yes, we are definitely. That is true. That is true. And actually, I should be proud of myself because you do offend me. So perhaps I am even yeah. less on the spectrum than you guys. True. Yeah. So wait. So, so you want to talk about the wait? 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 So you want to talk about the appearance of the FTX yes. people, and you don't <laughs> yes. want to get offended? <laughs> 
your listeners by you won't offend our listeners. No, you can't because they them. don't they don't know that that's okay. That's what they are. So no, I'm just kidding. I'm just Jewish? I don't know your listeners. I'm just <laughs> kidding. All I know is that they're flat earthers. So <laughs> true. Okay, yeah. you got them there. <laughs> you so have them just, there. You, have you seen the picture, the one picture and the one video of Caroline Ellison? And she's the she's the daughter of the MIT professors. Who oh, yeah, I'm familiar the- with them. <laughs> so, you know, that one picture that's clearly photoshopped with her giant buck teeth and her braided hair or whatever. Mm. Are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know. Yeah. Believe me, I, no, her- I went to school okay. with a few of these. Yes. So it, <laughs> she is the prototypical nerd looking yeah. person and she's worth 32 billion dollars there's absolutely no or one moment there's let's say it's three billion there's just there's no way she, she still looked like that and there's no way there's only one picture of her in the world like she's out there she does not look like that and we don't get to see well, a picture. I saw a, this a is video such of a her getting picture. coffee in manhattan the day that uh they did the she okay. did the um affidavit or uh yeah. or i mean i would argue whatever. that's highly controlled also and did i tell you about the judge who did that because my husband's been arguing with me that like this is this these guys are really in trouble whatever and i'm like i don't think so no, no i don't um, think anything will ever happen to no the oh, people who are people are well connected to. are never going to get punished it's anarcho tyranny isn't it yeah, it's, it's like anarcho tyranny that's what it is yeah <laughs> they can do whatever they want it's only it's, us, the on the criminal underclass and the criminal o- overclass get to do whatever the fuck they want, and we're over police. That's just the way it we're is. We're the tax slaves. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cattle. But they, I think, aren't. I don't think they're like criminals. I think they're. I think it's a massive psyop, and that judge is a. I recognized her name, and I knew exactly who she was, because so my husband keeps telling me you're crazy. These people are like, they're in trouble. This is real. I feel so bad for them because we left off last time. I don't feel bad for them. That my, because we, my husband and I were in professor Bankman's class. That's when we met. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Professor Bankman had one interaction with him or two. He laughed very hard when I was, he walked past me waiting for, to use some office for an interview. And he said, how are you feeling? And I said, I have Tourette's a phobia, and he got it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you, so, were, you mean you were scared you were going to tell him to fuck off? Yeah, I was just going to start like <laughs> cursing uncontrollably, like just doing the worst possible things I could do. I can think of one word I would think of if I saw that, if I was face to face with that guy. The, the William. Dad? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> just just based on he what was, his look like. Yeah, I've seen a picture he, of him. He yeah. was so nice, though. You wouldn't believe it. And uh, and he liked, and I answered one thing in his class, which he liked, which was uh, he was saying, this guy was abused as a child. Uh-huh. He is absolutely incapable of rehabilitation. He was so damaged that even like he can't even be held responsible for having killed this person. Could you possibly put him on death row? And my answer was, if you could put anyone on death row, it would be that guy. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. By because the way. he's un- irredeemable. Like, I- I'm not saying he's guilty, but what is death row for to get those people yeah. off this planet? Right. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying there's no, no better right. reason. Yeah. You know, so he he didn't like like that answer. It was just original for him. He was sure. just like, yeah. wow, you're you're even, you know, either whatever. You must be a Republican. So <laughs> I, I don't know. 
So I actually felt I feel like those people like the stuff I've read about them having these these ethical ideals, like I think that they think that in collusion with the SEC chairman, two SEC chairmen they're close to, I think that they, this is all a big plot from the beginning and they're martyrs to utilitarianism, like they're offering up their children, the children are volunteering for it. And every time I say that, my husband brings something up and I'm like, I think that that SBF, he keeps saying I never broke any laws, whatever. I bet he didn't. And I bet his answer is going to be, you should have stopped me. There should have been laws. Let's put some laws on the books, but I'm walking. And then he said, no, that Caroline Ellison, she pled guilty. And I was like, okay. So I looked it up. They're not even going to get sentenced for a year. I've never, yeah. ever heard of that before. Yeah. And the judge was Ronnie Abrams. So Ronnie Abrams no is the wife to the lizard. No, my yeah. last name is Abrams. My real last name is Abrams. And your middle name is the Lizard. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, I got your, I got what you were saying, but in case, I, I just, I get confused if people's names are out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not related. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not related that. to this guy. But go I ahead. I understand. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Ronnie Abrams is the wife of the number two in command on the Mueller investigation. And she was also the judge who oversaw, she was the judge on a case with four co-conspirators who were convicted of uh, defrauding out of a lot of money, a, a Native American Indian tribe or band mm -hmm. as Grimerica would say. And they, it was with a fourth guy, there were four guys, got, she got convicted by a jury, three of them were sentenced to jail and she overturned the conviction on the spot of the fourth guy. The fourth guy was Devin Archer, who was the person who sat shoulder to shoulder with Hunter Biden on the Burisma board. He was one of the four partners with Chris Hines, John Kerry's stepson and James Bulger, the yeah. third Whitey Bulger's name on this uh, on all their really sketchy dealings. And apparently Devin Archer and those guys used Hunter Biden's name to get one over on, and Hunter Biden might've been a part of it, on this Indian tribe. So they kept fighting it, kept fighting it. Uh, the prosecutors amazingly fought to get that conviction reinstated. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court knocked it back to Ronnie Abrams and she gave him uh, a year. I don't know if it was time served or whatever. But in another case out here, there was a missing woman, Heidi Plank. And I recognized in her story that she worked for a guy named Sugarman. And I was like, I know that guy. He was one of the three convicted co-conspirators. And say. this Heidi Plank, who was his accountant, and he was under another SEC investigation, just freaking blinked out. She is gone. Nobody found her. Her dog was She's just walking Israel. around in circles. She is she in Israel? She has to be dump somewhere. Heidi is the perfect name for a missing woman, by the way. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It really is yeah. beautiful. They she said really she is probably Heidi. got drunk at a frat party and she was 40 and fell down the garbage chute and they can't find her body. So they started looking in the dumps. But the day after she disappeared, where it wasn't even public news yet, this guy, Sugarman, her boss personally was seen by her ring camera in front of her house and he just left a box of muffins there and just started looking around. And he was he wanted her laptop like there are all these irate messages like give me that laptop anyway i haven't heard him arrested for her murder or anything yeah. but ronnie abrams was this judge mixed up in all that and uh she's the one who is presiding over the ellison thing so if i recognize a judge's name i'm gonna say 
I've got to say, like, this is one of the things that really, because I'm, I guess I'm some kind of anarchist in that I, I don't, I'm not like a utopian anarchist. I think anarchy would be great. I just don't, I, I don't respect any government. I don't acknowledge any government's right to tell me what to do. That's, that's how my anarchism manifests itself. But I am from the like Brit British liberal tradition and to see like these judges in common law jurisdictions all over the world behaving like this is that to my deep down core sensibilities is the most offensive thing of, all, of everything that goes on. Let me ask you a question. So I understand what you're saying about anarchism and anarchy and I'm, do you, would you, would you believe in someone like a judge in a local area that you would trust to help resolve disputes, legitimate disputes, like who owns the apples on this apple tree? Who owns the on... nectar in my flowers? Yes. Yeah. Would you, if that's beautiful. I mean, I don't know. Uh, You'd have to take it at, at this would you, point. What would you do? I would, I would want to trust. I want to, I want there to be a judge I can trust, but. No, but I'm not saying even a judge judge, but I'm just trying to get to the core of what you believe in as far as. Well, I've government. got no, I've got no positive suggestions to make. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a, like a government denier. But have point. you thought about that? Like, have you come to it? Cause I'm, my ideals are shifting a little bit in that. I feel like, you know, as I read this stuff about the, the Catholic approach to libertarianism is like man is not just an economic animal and to act like hmm. the community is purely economic and everything else is everything goes like, no, government has <clears throat> value and you just don't see it because mm -hmm. you've like neutered it. I, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I'm, you know, I have to open my mind to the possibility that there's some structure, whether it's coercive or not. You know, I, I found that I find that even our system here, if it weren't so damn corrupt with the judges like this, yeah. the process is pretty good, actually. It's pretty well, good. Yeah, a lot of I people mean, get justice. This is what I always say when I'm pushed is, is look, I've got, I'm really not all that idealistic about government. If, I, if the government's going to leave, leave people alone, you know, like if in practice it works that just outcomes happen and people are more or less left alone as much, you know, to uh, at least, even if it got a little bit less bad than it is now, I'd stop complaining a, a, a lot. And if it got quite a bit less bad than it is now, I wouldn't complain at all. I wouldn't care about it. Right. But like, I, so I'm, I'm not an idealist at all. It's just that I just don't see any government in the in in the world as it stands that is worthy of respect or or anything like that. I, I, I don't think it's my job to propose solutions which are never going to be adopted anyway so what's the point but yeah i, th yeah. I think any kind of like moderately liberal government that just took its foot off the off your neck would be i'd be fine i'd be fine with that yeah i mean we're definitely past that point right now in yeah. the world and i have for a long time i've been saying like i don't actually care about ideology if any i would take any it's like the religions i actually would take any any mainstream like non-satanic yeah. <laughs> religion non-pathocratic government like any ideology we have the technology and the resources to make anything work any kind of redistribution method anything that's done in good faith anything 
Yeah. Anything that's done in good faith, but nothing is done in good faith. It's a pathocracy every step of the way, like you point out. And maybe that's inevitable. Like the uh, this, you know, is, this is why this is why uh, like Islam starts to look good to sort of chads like us because at least they've got their own <laughs> they've got their own judges who do act in good faith within their own paradigm. Yeah. And and, the, and it is it is like a ground up. And they um, don't charge usury. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And they have real responsibilities. Like my mother, she lives alone. She's 94. Now we like take turns staying with her. But the Muslims next door, they won't, you know, you can't see their, the hair, I guess. Uh, But she's an elder and they bring her food. And she's like, I can't even eat this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Those guys can eat. Yeah. My mom's Irish, though. She can't. Yeah. Doing like spicy she just stuff. Yeah. Potatoes. Yeah. yeah. And they're bringing stuff that she just doesn't mm. even know what it is. I, of course, I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, it's amazing. But they, they are doing it 100% out of, you know, respect, but yeah. obligation. I mean, they are I, obliged. Like a few, uh, well, we had a discussion about this at my Christian homeschool group because I was blown up one week after driving uh, on my way home from it. I, I stopped. I had to stop at uh, what we call a motorway service area, but you call it a truck stop, I guess. Rest, stop. rest stop. Yeah. And uh, it was like miserable weather. And in, Can I just say, in Australia, they call it the fucking servo. <laughs> servo. <laughs> <laughs> so we were really? just coming out of the shop yeah. and uh, the... My car was parked up next to a, a patch of grass, and as we, as we were leaving the car, going into the shop, there's this uh, guy, all muffled up because it's plumbing freezing cold, horrible weather, carrying his prayer mat over to this bit of grass at the back of the electric car charging post. And when we come out, he's there doing his his prayers, and I'm like, dude, you got to respect that. That's like, that's based. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. And uh, so we had a little conversation about it the following week at the Christian thing, and like the like opposing viewpoint to it was that I mean I don't think anyone thinks it's a bad thing, but it, the opposing viewpoint to it was yeah, but they're, they're sort of they're doing it out of fear because they have to do it, and it's not. You know, because like, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, some people. Yes, fear is definitely something that keeps some people in line. But actually, maybe the people who don't do it out of love, maybe they're the ones who need to be controlled by fear. Not Muslims, yeah, sure, but Catholics yeah. too. Like my father was a pretty hardcore dude, hardcore dude, and yeah. he would say shit like, "If I weren't Catholic, I would dot dot dot," and we're all like. Thank God that guy is Catholic, you know, because he was afraid of hell. Yeah. And he would talk about it. He'd be like, I would be the greatest bank robber of all time. I would do this. I would do that. Yeah. And maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. But it was fear that kept him alive. Whereas with me, I generally operate out of a sense of gratitude and a uh, like a almost superstitious fear of things going wrong. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad. Well, this, like, bring, this brings us on to... What was supposedly our topic tonight, which is oh uh, dang crabs, Saint Valentine, <laughs> uh, like That's how me. because like there is a, I mean I, I don't think it's exclusive to Catholics, but like th- there is like a, 
a deep vein of like human superstition, which certainly must go back to pagan times. Certainly, at least Roman pagan times. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I remember my uncle John uh, had a big falling out with my mother that lasted about a year because he wouldn't chop a holly tree down for her. And she just says, no, I'm, I'm not doing it. When my dad had died and stuff, and he was like, you know, looking at doing jobs around the place. Right, and we yeah. wanted this holly tree to get him rid of. He says, no, I won't do it. It's bad luck. And he, in his oh. younger, yeah, in his younger days, I never heard of that. Yeah, in his younger days, he'd been his first sort of businesses, business things involved dealings with gypsies. Let's say so, like he was extra superstitious. Oh, he had he had all he sort. Yeah, of he been, was used to taking a, 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 a handshake deal with a loogie spat in it first. Yeah, yeah. He had a great story about this woman that he used to do business with. I don't And he never asked what kind of business Uncle John was ever in at any given point in his life. No, that's uncouth. But, uh, yeah. But he, <laughs> he, said, he said she could she could count it. She said, she's got, hold your hand out. And she said, I'll count out £10. And she'd go, take ten pound, £1 notes, count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Now you count them. There's nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How'd she do it? No idea. I, well, he, I, I bet Uncle John knew a lot of stuff that he wouldn't tell us. Right. <laughs> probably for our own safety. So he probably did know how to do that. Well, oh, one yeah. of them, you just go, you just go, you move your hand once without putting the thing in there and take it back. If you do it quick enough, especially in the middle there, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's, it's, it, you know, you're not going to be paying attention once you see that she's put the first five. You yeah. can get away with one that you just sort of move back and forth. <laughs> well, so I mean, what does superstition have to do with Valentine? Well, so, like, so we, this Saint Saint Valentine Saint is Valentine's kind of like a six shadowy. guys. Yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> but it's like one of those. It seems to me like the the holiday of Saint Valentine's. I mean, so that like the story of him is. He was a, I a love this story. Can I? Can I? Can I give? Yeah. Can I give the the yeah, the great. spiel uh, yeah, using do, my own emphasis? Okay, yeah. so this this goes back to one of my favorite time periods of all time, of course, Roman Empire, <laughs> um, and uh, this is in the time period post Jesus and uh Christianity is spreading like wildfire through the uh through the Roman Empire and yeah. but it is still a time where the emperors and such the entire emperor empire is uh ostensibly pagan um and uh you know worships the Roman gods such as Jupiter at al um and uh this was during the reign of Claudius II also known as Claudius Gothicus for uh having slain the Goths um and uh he wasn't uh the emperor for long by the way but uh his emperor emperor his time as emperor was known as being like pretty cruel he's also known as uh Claudius the cruel um yeah. And uh, yeah, real scumbag. Go figure that uh, a few gener a few hundred uh, uh, emperors after the great based one, Julius Caesar. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, My son took Roman history, and he was just like, good. you know, 
Brutus was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally can't agree more with your son. Than yeah. that. Um, but uh, so a few. Claudius yeah. Hemericus. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Barbarians. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he um, he uh, was so he was he wanted to be known as something of a Caesar, I suppose. And he uh, wanted to expand the borders of the Roman Empire. Um, and uh, there was a problem, though, is that like people were um, converting to Christianity and getting married was such as the want, by the way, well, as yeah. as you are one is want to do, by the way. And um, at the time, My it was big fat Roman wedding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, and also at the time, it was un- not customary for Roman legionaries to be married and like it would actually get them out of being drafted. Um, so, uh, to that end, uh, he outlawed, uh, p- young people getting married under a certain age to make it so he had a larger pool of people s- to select for when he was having for the tried- draft, for yeah. the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, government gonna government as we were discussing earlier. Dude. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, Valentina, I mean, it's so Romy right now. Oh yeah, by the way, that's the other thing. So I want you to to put you in this context. This is not, again, not Caesar's Rome. This is not like the great based era. This is the declining, multicultural, degenerate, dogs and cats, living together, (laughs) chaos in the streets, pedophilia, just openly satanic. When they had all those emperors being killed and stuff? His the, the one after him was only a fucking Olympia? senator. No, it wasn't. I don't know who it was, the name, but his yeah. uh, the, Claudius, after his reign, his younger brother was emperor, 17 days. Right, yeah. And then they killed him and somebody else yeah. took his life, right? <laughs> Yes, so God. that's exactly and where we're at. was this the Claudius of the Derek Jacoby I Claudius, which no, this is I Claudius too. as a child. Okay. That. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. You should watch that. <laughs> Garum Boogaloo. <laughs> um, but what's uh, okay. Okay. So uh, Valentin, uh, so it's, it gets either Valentinius, Valentinus, Valentino, yeah. or Valentina, or Val- no, it would be Valentino. That's a girl. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and then, again, this was actually probably three potentially guys but they all sort of had the same uh role in history which is that he um ministered to the disaffected christians in the empire in secret and also he uh did christian uh marriages for people who were trying to get married under uh the eye of god um and in defiance of the roman empire um and uh so again i'm I'm just gonna mash all the stories together yeah, sure. Because Sounds good. it's ri- ridiculous to Why fucking not? go. Yeah, to go through the um, d- <laughs> describe don't which even one. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. other thing. And also, by the way, it's worth mentioning that the Catholic Church um, like struck uh, a lot of this from the canon at some point because they were like, we just don't know. So it's kind of irresponsible yeah. of us to just be like, this is the truth. <laughs> so good on the Catholic Church for that. Gotta say, but um. That either way, I actually really feel that this story is like um, 
awesome just in an allegorical way so i do think it has value in like a theological greater theological discussion particularly as it relates to today by the way um because i we really are in like a declining roman empire of sorts with degeneracy openly satanic elites pedophilia and um you know uh cats and dogs cats and dogs living living together yeah exactly uh and multicultural and um but uh yeah, yeah. The um, uh, Calergus plan. <laughs> um, but uh, what's it called? So, um, Claudius is a jerk off, um, and he, uh, he. I guess he, I don't know if he actually heard about this, but regardless, uh, Valentinius or whoever is, whatever his name was, gets arrested and gets taken to jail by, uh, oh, I knew the guy's name. It was like Arsenitis, Arsenitis perhaps is the name of the the Roman judge slash jailer. I don't think I'm wrong about that. It doesn't matter. Um, Arsenius, Arsenius Hall. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and Bill Clinton plays saxophone and distracts him while uh, while Valentinus yeah. uh, Val- 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 escapes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, but anyway, so um, regardless, he goes to jail, and um, you know this is a really beautiful, like, what a great sales pitch for Catholicism, by the way. This story. Um, uh, and, uh, the judge, I forget his name, uh, apologies, but he, um, he said, he's like a big pagan guy and he's like, okay, Valentine, if your God is so great, I have a death, a blind daughter. And, uh, I, if, 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 if your God's so great, cure her, uh, lack of sight. Now, again, I'm going to say this is probably an allegorical story, but what a beautiful piece of symbolism here this is, is that he yeah. teaches her, Monica, yes. Uh, is it Jacobus? No, I could probably just scroll down and find out what the guy's name is. Oh, sorry. Asterius. Asterius. I thought it was a coincidence that Jacoby... Yeah. Played, but it's, right, Asterius. No, it's Asterius. Yes, you're right. Um, but okay, so Asterius says uh, to cure my daughter of her lack of sight. And again, this is probably I mean, symbolic. She's like a, foster, a foster daughter. Or a right. Well, he's like a well-to-do like yeah, uh, yeah, a patrician yeah. of sorts. So obviously, yeah. he's going to have a bunch of like you know street urchins that he takes care of. Um, uh, so yeah, and so so this is such a beautiful piece of symbology here, but. Valentine teaches her the beauty and truth of the gospel and she is her eyes are cured and she is able to see now what I take this to really mean is she was shown the truth of the gospel and she was made to see the truth of the gospel she saw the light yes um and uh and metaphorically was able to see um but what a beautiful just love that Bo. I mean, big red bow with hearts and shit like that, um, yeah. <laughs> and balloons, um, not from China. Um, I mean, like, restoring a, you literally can't get a, a more feel good right? story yes. than restoring <laughs> the sight of a child, right? An orphan yeah. child, yeah. Smacks yeah. of propaganda. Yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> and. It's propaganda to the right way of living. Yes, uh, <laughs> I like it. I think we call those parables and whatever. There's yeah. better names for it. Yeah. Um, so, Amen. yeah. So, and again, I guess Asterius has a, an awakening. He converts to Christianity as well. Um, and then, you know, Claudius yeah, is he, he says, well, 
as a reward for this, you can have whatever you want. What do you want? And, oh, right. Uh, Val- Valentine, Valentino says, or Valentinus says, uh, I just want you to convert to Christianity. Yeah. And and so he and his entire household do so. Yeah. And also, he, I believe he releases all the Christians from the, from yeah, the jail. So they say, yeah. Based. Based, yeah. Based in Christ pilled. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Uh, what happens next? Oh yeah. So anyway, Claudius is pissed, obviously, and uh, you know he loses his uh, his 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 fig leaf hat falls off in a, in a fit of uh, anger. <laughs> it goes shooting up. Re- yes, I know. A I know. Moral re- <laughs> We're right in the middle of the Caesar Chronicles right now, so yes, I'm familiar with yeah. it. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, I should have known. But uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah. So anyway, he has Valentine stoned to death. He survives, but via another miracle, by the way, and then they cut his head off, which, by the way, is a common story in the uh, hagiographies of various saints, is that like a three or four different successive ways to kill them will fail, and then finally they'll cut their head off, and that's that. You know, you're not going to survive like that. Yeah. So same that, thing. That, same thing. Yeah. Isn't how he finally died. I think he shot and he was drowned in the water after being shot six times and falling. In the That's water. right. Yeah, and they found. Yeah, they shot. They shot him and put him in a bag and chucked him in the river, didn't they? And uh, yeah, and he drowned. <laughs> yeah, because when they fished him out, he had water in his lungs. Yeah. 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 Damn. So, but I was just saying he wasn't beheaded. But yes, uh, that is the thing, right? Wasn't that? Did you watch? Did you guys watch The Last Kingdom? No, we had this conversation no, last time. It I've was awesome. But they had at one point they were discussing, I guess, Saint Sebastian, and he had all the arrows. Damn. So he he had all the arrows in him, and he like survived the arrow attack, whatever. That's what made mm-hmm. him like miraculous, whatever. But he was still a martyr. And how did that happen? Because well, they yeah they had to cut his head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did something else. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so like, hey, don't worry, we'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like not that big a deal. <laughs> but yeah, so Saint Valentine, uh, pretty awesome dude, uh, and also just like what a wonderful thing. And it's like I, and like the the message is is like, it's just like the message is like in the face of an absolutely satanic government hell bent on persecuting for what you believe in and who you are. Yeah. God's still there for you and you are there and, and, you know, the, the vow of marriage you make in, in front of God is, is valid and important. And, uh, it has, um, you know, weight and the, or and whatever. The, 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 no matter how evil the government is, the government's scared of that. They, they, they try and right. tell you that it doesn't mean anything, but it must do because that's why they, yeah, that's why it. they threw Valentine in jail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What about the ideas that it the whole Valentine for love comes from a pagan ritual called sure. Lupercalia? You, you okay? Yeah. That's definitely. I believe that that's easily explained as uh, Pope. Uh, what was his name? Galasius. Galasius. Yeah. Um, he really hated paganism. And he decided to place the date of the execution of St. Valentine's on uh, Lupercalia because he wanted no people to celebrate it instead of it in, in, in an act of defiance against Lupercalia. And I think that if anyone is going to claim that, um, that St. Valentine's day is like a satanic throwback to pagan rituals and shit, Sounds to me like you've been huffing some Protestant juice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask 
you, are you guys the kind of people who think that celebrating Christmas is a pagan ritual? No, I think it's yes, like really throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think, well, the church had, the church brought these pagan, it like Christianized pagan things that were going on anyway. Like it took the pagan, it took, as long as the pagan gods aren't actually being worshipped. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know if you have a celebration yeah. at the same time of year with. I mean, there are only certain times you can celebrate. It's like harvests yeah. and spring. Yeah, you're like you're, exactly. everyone That's a good point all too, the time yeah. is going to have a festival at one at the times that you can have them. So I will yeah. refrain too much to talk about Lupercalia because we're about to talk about in like two weeks we're going to do the final episode of the Caesar Chronicles. Oh, and, sure. Um, cool. And one of the last things that happens is Lupercalia, and it's a big event. Okay. So yeah. let's not talk too much about it, actually. But right, can there's I... something else that I want to talk about. What do you make of the idea that February 14th is the day that lovebirds choose their mates in actual well, nature? That's what Chaucer says, but I yeah. source needed on that. I think it was well, something. I, I, I'll Chaucer. give you a source. Okay, please, I'll please. Yeah. I was outside having my breakfast. We, we breakfasted outdoors this morning. Oh, today. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the birds were twittering like Billio. So who's what's happening? Can yeah. I say they were also it was uh, it, it, it's been unseasonably warm here in Massachusetts. Yeah, here too. this year. And um, on Sunday, I heard the birds chirping quite a bit. Yeah, they were just getting ready. Yeah, sorry, yeah, they decided yeah, they're going to save themselves for, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> they were grooming each other and. Oh, we they can talk a little bit about Lupercalia, uh, but because it, no, I'll just say, right. I'll just say this: thunder, this sweetie. is not really, um, not really relevant to the discussion of what we we're talking about with this in relation to Caesar. But it's sort of like a hybrid between um, a celebration of the founding of Rome, because the Luper, the mother wolf, um, suckled mm -hmm. um, Romulus and Remus uh, in the cave, which is a place that you could go to. Apparently, I don't know right. if it's there anymore, but like they could go. That was part of the rituals that they would slaughter a um, slaughter a wolf, a wolf. Uh, sorry, I got to use the proper <laughs> nomenclature. Um, <laughs> and uh, they would uh, do so in the cave that supposedly fathered sired uh romulus and remus the founders of rome and then they sort of also tied that up in a because uh, it was spring ish um they would tie this up into uh like a fertility ritual and you know which I'll was basically like naked tough mother yes <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean the, all of their their rituals had like some sort of sport involved didn't it yeah that reminds me. What did you make of the Rihanna thing? That looked like a fertility. Oh, I don't ritual. watch sports ball. Are you not aware of the? I'm sure it happened. I'm not going to okay. give another set of eyeballs to it. Frankly, I had video okay. games to play. <laughs> wow, my priest in the homily on Sunday said, "I can't believe we have grown men playing video games. Like, read this book." And the book, <laughs> the book is called like We Need. Men or something. I'm gonna tell you because you need to read it. Not that I read it. Dr. Jordan but, okay. B. Peterson. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> you can't, we like need that. Israeli you can't. men. <laughs> the men we need. The, the men, men we, we need. need. So, so okay. Yeah. Well, well I'm just, all the men like one lady the... needs. So, just saying. There you go. I can't really get the image out of my mind of the grooming thing you told me about. Grooming where thing. they 
you had a manscaper. Oh, the manscape. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the instructions, the ending was like a fist. Yeah, yeah. It was like jerk off after you're done. I know. I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, first what? of all, don't do that, Mister Manscape. Yeah. And second yeah. of all, uh, cringe. Yeah, and why, <laughs> pretty cringe of you. Why would you go out of your way? Because they want you to coom and consume more but manscaped you have to products. Be a narcissist, like what? Do you really have to get dressed up for yourself? I don't. It's like almost impossible to think that's important. But whatever. Okay, so you didn't give any attention to that fertility ritual, which happened to be like the day before. Well, I no, I, I, I will. I vindicate what you're sure. I mean, satanic in the sense that it's a false god, yes. But I would say that there's something. I'm a more of a Carlisle guy in the sense that uh, no, the Rihanna thing. No, oh, I wasn't saying it's okay. false god. My the bad. paganism, but yes, I'll move <laughs> past that because you yeah, I thought you were talking about Lupercalia. I'm sorry. No, sorry, the Lupercalia. Yes, I was curious. This when I was reading about this, I did want to ask you guys the question about like, do you eschew formerly pagan holidays? In which case, I feel like it's trying to change the names of the. Like, why would you want to change the name? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Braves. Yeah, yeah. They're brave. It's an homage. What the hell? Can I give you yeah. a little anecdote in relation to this? Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, so first of all, uh, for Christmas this year, my wife purchased me a sweater uh, that was it's a pagan Yule sweater. Um, it's yeah. like a Christmas, a holiday sweater, I suppose, but it's in celebration of Yule. Um, and uh, it's very cool looking, by the way. Um, and I wore it on our Christmas live stream. And uh, I, um, I, 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 I had a lively debate, we'll say, on Christmas Day uh, with a non-believer, we'll say. Um, and this person uh, commented to me that, uh, "Oh, you're wearing like the pagan Yule thing. Isn't that just a rebranded Christmas? So it's all bullshit." And I'm like. No, you fool. (laughs) Don't you see that them including the Yule celebration is a beautiful, wonderful thing that it's a hybridization of traditional European traditions and the one true religion? Do you not see the beauty of that? (laughs) That that the synthesis of these two things? It's like, yeah, it's like Jesus loves... You. you yes and, and you, will you this do your... this yes yeah. <laughs> uh, i agree with that i am 100 percent on board with including you know for celebrating all that stuff when i see christmas lights which i'm sure you know they could say that has a pagan ritual i just love it i can't believe that this anywhere in my entire like three city area has any christmas lights at all especially like right where i live right yeah. And beyond not just the Chinese immigrants who obviously aren't yeah, going to celebrate either, Christmas, yeah. but but like all like right beyond that is the super like rich liberal. Right. Like okay. whatever. Yeah, have, original people. Yeah. Their <laughs> the major aboriginal. holiday is the month of June. Yeah. <laughs> Pride month. That was the bit. Oh, it's June Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm not up yeah. on these things. So like you don't know about Rihanna's thing. OK, so. So I just, when I see in that buffer zone, any Christmas lights, I just can't believe it. And they make me so happy. And when we moved into this house, the people across the street called and were like, we were so, so happy to see your Christmas lights go up. And I'm thinking, 
when that lady 50 years ago bought her house, like, could she imagine a future where she was calling the Puerto Ricans and telling them, thank you yeah. for moving in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were. And I love that, too. And I always keep the, them up as long as possible. And uh, but the other thing I wanted to ask you, if I could, just reminded me of that, is the the idea that that I think some of the people who don't like the paganism of Christmas also have the Jesus just belief alone is enough to save you. And that mm. like behavior doesn't matter. Mm. Do you ever, you know, that kind if you don't know that uh, concept, then clearly yeah, don't yeah. believe it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely, that's not my thing obviously, but uh, yeah, no, sure. That's a thing. I suppose I, I, the only guy I talk to about religion is like a, like 57 year old born and raised Catholic. And he's literally the only person that I talk about IRL about religion ever. So yeah. I, right. I get pretty okay. much the Vatican line from him on everything. That's good. That's, it's yeah. good, actually. It's very robust. Like, you can. Yeah, we were just talking whatever, about that today, too, by the way. Every question is answered. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go, every like, question has an answer. I go, like, I go, like, you know, it's almost like they thought of all this stuff. They, they had a couple thousand years That's, to yeah. think about it. Like. That was, like, a big reason I had to stop doing the daily news show that I was doing, like, Drive Time News Blast, because... Yeah. I had no time to think. And I was like, all this stuff frustrates me. I read the propaganda and I'm like, oh. propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. And I'm like, there has to be an answer. And I just don't know what it is. And and right around that time, a priest who listens to me, to my show, sent me this book, which of course is $100 because you can't actually buy it. Like it's, they just take them off the market mm. called The Catholic and Libertarianism or something like that. And it, I mean, there is an answer there. Like you don't have to accept it, but it is a completely comprehensive theory of human society. And it, and it, you know, it's just, it, you can't be wishy-washy. You can't yeah. say everything is equally true or you can set your own value system. No, they're like, we figured it out. It's yeah. this, it's, yeah. you know, it, it government has to be based on religion. I'm not saying I advocate for that, but that it says it has to be. You cannot have a government that makes laws and forces people to do stuff that isn't based on a value system that is held by the people and can be validated and monitored by the people. So that you, there's no, yeah. well, my beliefs are different from yours. It's like, hey, man, abortion is wrong. Don't receive communion. Like, you don't get away with that. Yeah. And and it's it's coherent. And I just thought, you know, the answer that I'm looking for has I would pretty much definitely already been completely fleshed out, whether it's in this book or in the book or in some other, the Quran or in some yeah. treatise written during the enlightenment. I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, I'll, but I just have to find it. I don't have to invent it. The, the treatise written in the enlightenment that we keep referring back to when we're talking about issues like this is, uh, on heroes and hero worship by, yeah. uh, Thomas Carlyle, uh, Thomas Carlyle. And, that is well worth this this it's really hard to get a, unless you've got audible i think there's a decent audio the, the audible, audible is great yeah james yeah. gillies it, it reads because it. It, it it's transcript of a lecture series again this is a second lecture series we probably to this stuff are you doing other stuff well you're a truck driver that's great yeah. this kind of thing yeah uh, uh, but uh, it's not that long uh no it it's, um, it's just like a book length. But this actually completely encapsulates what we're talking about, these pagan holidays and things, because he starts off 
But his first great man that he talks about is oh, the yeah. unknown Scandinavian who came up with uh, Scandinavian paganism, Odin, yeah, whatever. And, and so they go, they go through all this, and, and, and Muhammad is one of them. Um, what's his name? Martin, uh, Martin, Martin Luther. Luther. Martin, Martin Luther. Luther. Yeah. There's, a, there's a few of them, but what he's, what he's saying, he's joined together, and it particularly relates to the pagan stuff, is they're all worshipping the same God. It's just they didn't have the understanding. Right. That, like, you God know, they, made they, everything. They, they're, so. seeking the, they're seeking the same truth. Yeah. And yeah. It, so, uh, and that's why the pagan holidays fit, because they've, in reality, they've always been dedicated to the, to the one God. It's just the people of that age didn't understand that. They didn't have the vocabulary for it yet, because Jesus yeah, they, wasn't born yet. Yes. Well, this is, <laughs> and I have a theory about why he wasn't born yet, hmm. that he came at the exact moment when, let's say, all roads led to Rome, and yeah. all roads led from Rome. There right. was yeah. all of a sudden. This is what I said last week, and you scoffed. I'm... You scoffed at first, and then you it's admitted I was right. God damn it. There couldn't have been. Yeah. There may have been a Jesus without Rome, but there couldn't have been a Christianity without Rome. Yeah, I mean. I Just the roads. I'm literally talking about yeah. the roads. Yeah. Who I, will I mean, build I'm... the roads? You need Rome. Jesus. That's what Jesus just walks libertarianism the debunked. <laughs> we need Rome. So, yeah, yeah I mean, literally though. I, I maybe you put that in my because I I can never remember what we talk about on the shows or only rarely because it is the middle of the night. But um, yeah, I thought that thought had come to me like yesterday. But me, you must have. T- I said it, it last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like cometh the hour, cometh the man kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, um, and also, like we we read a history. I read a history book with my daughter. Uh, it was it's a VM Hillier, a child's history of the world. Excellent. Anybody homeschooling out of there, by the way, get that. It's got real nice, short, crunchy chapters. It's written in 1925. You can get it on right. Amazon still. Uh, and It'll come with a warning. This book is 100 years old. This year, this book was written by World War, before World War II. Yeah. So all of the bullshit we've loaded up <laughs> is not included in it. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the real short, it starts off with cavemen and goes forward uh, and so but the, the short crunchy chapters that have a lot in it and, and like we, as we read you'll read like a, a sentence and then you can talk about it for a couple of minutes and, the, and then it's it's just great it's really well put together book I mean you might not agree with everything that's in it you know it doesn't say the earth is flat for instance so it's got oh, that wrong <laughs> it's not that based but you know it, but it's great. It's a great l- learning tool for a child. And it, the guy who wrote it is, is I mean, he's a, a headmaster of a school who, who's written it. And so he's he like, obviously, he knows how to teach kids. He's a good right. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just, I love it. And, and so, so we're going through that. And we were doing, we were reading yesterday or the day before yesterday about hieroglyphics. And 
how they depicted monarchs and gods in hieroglyphics and how, how but that that got me thinking because we've been talk, we've been talking about Greece and Rome lately, and then now we're we're looking at Egypt, and that just sort of again coming onto this uh, Thomas Carlyle sort of philosophy that these feast days and a, a lot of superstition and holidays and all this kind of stuff that really is ground up, it's bottom up experience that makes these things exist and then if you take the sort of thomas carlisle view you can see that all coming together through all those experiences of wonder or fear or whatever of god come together in jesus to make people realize that yeah all this you can't just say all this old paganism stuff was bullshit. It wasn't. It was all coming together. It was all, It was training our brains, our brains evolving into this final conception of, of truth. Of and self-sacrifice. It was revealing truth. Yeah. It was acknowledging mystery. Yeah. yeah. It was pointing out the mysteries, and you must accept the mystery. I mean, it's but. great when you can make... We're so heavily trained not to think about it in that way yes. and honestly that uh, thomas carlisle thing changed the way i see the world same that way we both really helped. by the way we both read yeah. this simultaneously and we were both wow. when we finally we had like a whole week to listen to we normally tape on tuesday like tonight um and but we had waited till friday to tape this episode yeah. and both of us were like I have so much to say about this book. And we went for like two it's, hours and ten minutes about it. On heroes and hero worship on Orville? Yeah. yeah. Is what you're and the heroic, yeah. Yeah, it's... Because it's, it... Also, not for nothing, it, this guy is like... He's like the beginning of all based thought. Like, he's yeah. a progenitor of Nietzsche. He's like a progenitor of like... Well, I've like, heard of him, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize that that's where he was coming from. Yeah, but he wasn't really a writer. And he, he sort of... they. Oh, this it. was compiled for him because... I mean, it's great, but it, it, this was... People wanted him to have some money, basically, so they released it as a book. <laughs> <laughs> or him. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, anyway, so I, uh, how does that relate back to St. Valentine? Can't really tell you, but, uh, I will well, say this is the, all the superstitions and, oh yeah, I know. Go yeah. God's getting brought together. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It definitely is that. And, and also the, like the, the rebranded, like say, the, the Lupercalia and stuff, they want yeah, to the suppress it, but these, all these pagan things come together to point well, they can't out. be suppressed. This is, again. Yeah, it's the mysteries that are clear. Like, this is why evolution they had to do, and they had to do, like, dinosaurs and stuff. It's like they, once you get rid of the idea, which is, it doesn't even make sense anyway, that Darwin figured out how we got here. Like, just shit just fucking happened in order. Like, that's mm -hmm. not really an answer. But they're like, we proved this stuff just happened in order randomly. It's just, it's mathematically impossible. But, um, that if you eliminate that from your thinking, you just hit a dead end on like, this is a complete mystery. <laughs> like, this is just yeah. a mystery. Like, but you can't get anywhere. This you is something at, like, that I Greece. say, sorry, yeah. sorry. This is something that yeah, I say no, all the time, all the time is just like, okay, let's say that they did, like, there was like, like a bunch of generations where things slowly morphed over 
to yeah, you know might be, be more on the margins right, a little but that's what i'm saying like uh, but what is yeah. the difference between that and god made it made that happen well, because there's, there's what they're saying is, is there was enough time for it to happen without any intelligence, but there wasn't. So yeah. Lamarck competed with Darwin and Lamarck said, basically, if you read into it, he was saying there has to be a subcellular intelligence, which I think now they call epigenetics, mm-hmm. which is where like you have all these mutations or you have some mutations and you're developing body like you, you as a fetus. Yeah, can well, that's why I'm good to, with fine motor skills, like my dad is, yeah. because he he has honed his fine motor skills abilities, and that's why I'm good at them. That's epigenetics. I yes, it it is possible if he did I'm that before a firm you were born. Believer that that is the case before you were born. If he did it before <laughs> yeah, you yeah, were of born, yeah. So because that would affect the genes that were that he was producing in his gametes like that would be how it would work but how would those genes where how would that information get from his physical development to his soul went into my mom and genotype (laughs) some 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 ineffable fucking and unquantifiable amount of soul data was transmitted yeah Yeah. i mean it's just there has to be a a a way to transmit intelligence backwards from inception to the genetic you know what i mean everyone says the phenotype looks different okay so i'm just saying that there is that that subcellular intelligence and there is absolutely no we have made in my opinion in my research or my conclusion, no progress whatsoever from like Aristotle and just speculating the possible ways this yeah. all could happen, you know? Yeah. So I stopped caring at all about that. And I'm like, I'm going with, it's so out there. It's so inconceivable. It, it's inconceivable to me that it isn't, that it isn't something important, you know that that there isn't like that the what's out there outside the universe that other dimension is just random nothingness less less interesting than i am yeah that's uh, really impossible to believe because i didn't just i'm not a function of progress i'm a function of some principle that we have not yet identified yeah well i mean yeah it's god isn't it that's what i'm thinking yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what i'm calling it yeah. um, that's what i'm calling it and i'm saying all these pagan rituals simply identify the reasons that we don't that we can't the things we can't explain that we're grateful for that make the world go around that make the flowers grow they're like look the sun does this every year at this time and like the water comes every year at this time so i used to laugh at the pagans you know at rituals whatever for like coming out to like pray that the sun comes up all you have to do is flip that around and call it gratitude Yeah. yeah and you have you know what we have yeah. 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 I, you don't I, think you're controlling it. You just, you're just hoping he doesn't take it away. I mean, I, I, one of the ways that, one of the things that having this Carlylean like, outlook changed me was I just heard, heard somebody on, on a show talking about the origins of Halloween, which, you know, basically Halloween pretty much died out. The, the holiday named Halloween was co-opted by the state in this country and turned into Guy Fawkes night. Right. right. But I didn't realize that it, it's like a, a Northern European tradition. Yeah. That happened about that time of year. 
going back as forever and originally literally it was, thousands of years yes yeah uh, originally it was just a big like the community would get together and have a big bonfire which is that's guy Fawkes night yeah but that didn't happen until they so the guy. state co-opted the religious thing that had co-opted yeah, the yeah. pagan thing yeah yeah and it was probably a time of abundance where you would give stuff away because it was harvest Further, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's also you're burning like the stalks and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Further, you're about to go into winter, and uh, it's better to have a big party before the the winter lull of yeah. production than it yeah. is to you know potentially die. And though you want to have at least had the party yeah. before you and, die. And actually, fat is easier stored than food. Yeah. 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 That's true. If but, you can fat, if you could eat it all. <laughs> yeah, that's why hedgehogs do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could just go to sleep. But, but this brings me on to the thought and, and going back like the Christmas, the bringing a tree indoors. You know, that's obviously yeah. a old pagan, pagan thing. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But I challenge. I, I, when I've got my fire lit and my Christmas tree indoors and the lights on it, and I'll, I can just sit in the firelight and look at the tree and I'm feeling something inside, which those people felt all those thousands of years I ago. I can just look at fire, dude. Yeah. And this, when it's, when it's bonfire night. Yeah, exactly. And the smell the of new wood. house has a fireplace. Yeah. I'm so excited. They're illegal in California now, by the way. Right. The, the smell of wood smoke is another thing that yeah. triggers something in me where I'm oh, like, yeah, outside and oh, I, oh yeah. wow yeah you just feel home you feel yeah. that it comfort gives, it's a comfort smell. you're near, you're near I, I remember things i get flashbacks from when yeah. i was a kid like being in the cold and going into somebody's like being a guest in somebody's house on a holiday yeah and I, just literally and like and then with this halloween information that it, you know that like the english origins of it uh it was basically bonfire night it had nothing to do with i mean they say it was the fire was to ward off evil spirits or something, but you know, it's it was, I'm sure to it, burn the husks of the corn. Yeah, exactly. And, and so the, well, it's also a time to, to remember the people who died and then, you know, yeah. and, and it's to, to feel close. I think that, Oh yes, it could be. Yeah. Funeral yeah. pyre, which yeah. you might save up for, for when you have a lot of extra material. True. Yeah, True, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. And so similar i got a similar feeling to that looking at the christmas tree feeling about that that bonfire night when uh guy fawkes night when the, all the bonfires are there these fires have been getting lit probably in the same places for thousands of years like if you'd have been hovering yeah. above this country wow at any time since yeah. people were first here You'd have seen those fires on you this night. You would know what date it was. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? What a feel! Yeah. And like, but that's not anti-Christian to feel that feeling. That was all. All those feelings are now funneled into that sort of. I guess like Christ was the. He couldn't have had the enlightenment without Christ, because no, it's, that's it's, true. Like all funneling that it is fundamentally a Christian thing. And like, like these guys like Carlisle, like definitely. He also says his, my favorite quote in that entire book is, and we all know who the greatest hero of all is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best line of the whole book. I remember 
one of our first shows together, I wanted to talk about the Enlightenment because I had speculated, and I think you proved me wrong, that that what might have happened was when the church when the church was powerful, the kings had to compete for your loyalty. You had some sure. sense of individual worth and choice. And then after the wars of the Reformation, the church, the governments absorbed that church power and and it became that the king had both powers yeah. and then the, yeah. the person was not that important. Thanks and I very always, much, Henry VIII. Yeah, who, I by suspected, the way, bringing it all full circle here, was the one who made it a civil holiday, Valentine's Day, the undisputed king of loving pussy, King Henry VIII. <laughs> that is true. He would kill for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I always wondered if the Enlightenment was the reaction to the assertion of an awakened humanity that knew just in Europe alone is the only place I've ever found this to be true, where they knew the individual had the ultimate power. And they knew that because they were it was identified when it was being competed for between church and state. And then when they lost that, right, yeah, it was in their their heirloom memory like they knew it and they rebelled pretty quickly against it and that's why the enlightenment caught on but i think when we talked about the enlightenment you're like no it was a gnostic plot to destroy christianity i was like oh Oops. you said that <laughs> no i don't think <laughs> maybe not that. yeah maybe maybe i'm getting my maybe i'm pretty you're I, mad at me yeah, you're, you're getting, getting your like schizos mixed up yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm always sticking up for the enlightenment because yes like, i miss i think i misinterpreted because yeah. I, we weren't totally saying what i already thought and then that throws me off sometimes because i think I mean, I it's kind a lot of times i'm right but that i i think i might need it to is do kind of more. It is kind of fashionable to shit on the Enlightenment, but if you look at what these guys wrote, it's all based. It's, it's I loved it. I thought it was the, uh, you know, yeah. it's like Jesus in Rome. I felt like the American experiment was this one moment where there was empty land, which I think is a totally uncool and unnatural. And Uncle Ted would agree that, like, that was not, <laughs> this land was not empty. They were using it correctly, yeah. Yeah. not wastefully. But they, in their minds, their Western minds, they thought, they basically saw this as untamed land. And the people who were there with this tabula rasa were these enlightenment trained gentlemen scholars with yeah. vision, yeah. you know, and you had this American experiment, which could not have happened until that moment of the enlightenment and True. a ground zero, which they did. But then if you read, actually Rothbard wrote conceived in Liberty, but Albert J. Nock wrote our enemy, the state. And he was like, that was all just a plot to take, you know, the, the merchants won. I, I feel like the constitution was the merchants winning. The articles of confederation was ag, agriculture winning. Yeah. So maybe the articles of confederation were that moment and it was immediately hijacked. Like every revolution hijacked within 10 years, French, Russian, American, yeah. and it's over. Well, the, mer shot. the merchants always win, Monica. They sure do. <laughs> I That's think maybe why the they're so happy. They're so happy one. to win. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to be one, no? Yeah, uh -uh. yeah temporarily embarrassed merchants. I mean, they do say they do say uh, that the the British are a nation of shopkeepers. That's what the French scornfully say that about us. Is that that's not so bad? We, shopkeepers are okay. Yeah, yeah, we kind of merchant. Well, farmers are better, I guess. In my <laughs> yeah. Theory. All right, guys, I gotta go make dinner for my family. Yes. <laughs> you're, it's like, what the hell time is it? Two in the morning? Yeah, it's pretty late. 
Well, we gotta yes, go. But thank yeah. you so much thank for coming you, Monica, out, Monica. What, it was uh, great. Where do you want to promote to the peeps? Just uh, deep dives with Monica Perez on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you want to chat, go to at Monica Perez Show on Twitter. And um, if you like show notes and whatnot, Monica's deepdives.com. Excellent. Thank you, Monica. And uh, we did go long. I'm sorry. We you did go, go long. long. <laughs> you can go. Oh, and I'll just yeah, do I our thought plugs. ninety minutes. I missed it. Okay, bye guys. See yeah, bye bye. T.me slash history homeless chat. Come join the conversation. Uh, also, uh, www.historyhomos.com or wherever you find podcasts for the audio version of the show. Um, and uh, we're also on Odyssey and BitChute. And most importantly, Rockfin. That's www.rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash history homos. You will get all these episodes, including all the ones with Monica. And you'll also get all of our uh, if you are so inclined, you can uh, give us a small monthly donation to get access to our bonus contents, which is a once weekly bonus show, plus all the previous uh, archives, which are good. Um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah. And also, if you want to give us a one time donation, that's the place to do it. Um, like I said, T.W. slash History Almost Chat. Uh, and uh, follow us across social media at History Almost Pod. William, what do you want to say to the people? Me so sorry, first of all, yeah. for that, for that, my infraction. Very. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I think you know what you want to say. Your your tongue is quick, but how are you with the sword? <laughs> Later, I'll. Uh...